Hey, 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 how's it going out there, my mushroom lovers? Oliver Carlin here, and I'm the Mushroom Man. Today, I want to talk to you about the mushroom of immortality, a.k.a. the Rishi mushroom. So the big question is this. With over 10,000 different species of mushrooms, how do people that want to benefit from their various medicinal properties accurately identify them in the wild, grow them at home, or make them taste delicious without having to read confusing medical reports and possibly eating a poisonous look-alike by mistake? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Oliver Carlin, and welcome to Curative Mushrooms. So the, the Rishi mushroom, you know, it's, it's been around for over 2,000 years, um, probably even longer than that, right? But it was discovered back in um, India, and it was given to China. So it's been used in, uh, like, Chinese medicine, and it's, it's been um, documented for over 2,000 years in China. Now, there's over 250 species of the Rishi, or by the scientific name, Ganoderma lucidum, which was the specific species that was used, um, um, that was popularized back in China, was that specific species. And that's the one that um, basically has the most clinical studies done on it. So most of the time when you're talking about the Rishi, um, most people are going to be talking about Ganoderma lucidum, okay? Now, <clears throat> the, uh, the Rishi, let me, let me give you a little history, okay? Let's talk about the, um, the Rishi mushroom and how it originated in China. So, first of all, in China, the mushroom was called Ling Chi. And but most people know by know it by its Japanese name of Rishi. Rishi is the Japanese name. Linchi is the Chinese name. Okay, but if we go all the way back, so now I'm going to take you on a time travel all the way back to when it was discovered back in 221 to 227 BC. Okay, so it was that's when it was actually introduced um, from India. No, no, well, it was actually introduced from India 100 years prior to that, but it wasn't discovered until around this time. It wasn't in um, the research books, if you will, until this time. So over the course of 100 years, what happened, right? So we're talking 100 years prior to 227 BC. So we're around 100 BC, right, is when India introduced it to China. So what exactly happened for 100 years? The history books don't really say specifically why it wasn't really talked about much, except the only thing that was talked about was how they couldn't find it. It was this big, uh, this big problem, right? India brought it over, but no one knew how to find it in all of China for some reason. And, and they wanted to find this magical, mysterical, it had, it had all this these um, rumors around it, almost these fork tales around this mushroom, and they wanted to find it so badly. At one point, they requested the emperor to go into the mountains alone to find it because it was believed that even the gods 
could not easily stumble upon it and that the emperor might be able to sneak up on it. Okay. And it was also, um, it was also believed to be growing in the home of the immortals on the three isles off the blessed of the blessed off the coast of China. So if you look into Chinese history, you'll find out about the immortals. I didn't, um, before this podcast, I didn't really specifically look it up, but when I did read about it, there was like these seven immortals. It was this big thing in China at the time where these immortal people, these immortals that lived in China. And there's a lot of history about it if you look it up. But anyway, it was believed that this mushroom was growing in the home of the immortals, right? It was also believed, so so here's what happened, right? So they believed that it was grown there. Now, so what ha- what they did was a voyage embarked in China with a hundred servants and they were they were going out to seek out Peng Le, which was thought to be one of the three godly islands of the sea. However, they never returned. But it was thought that the Rishi mushroom was going to be found on these islands. Okay. Now while they never returned they never found it on those islands. They never found it in the mountains where they wanted the emperor to go to sneak up on it. It wasn't all the way until the Han Dynasty in 206 to 220 or 206 BC to 220 AD that it was found growing in the imperial palace in 109 BC. So 109 BC is when it was actually finally found growing in the imperial palace. So that's kind of the history. If you go back into the history books, this is the the kind of the storyline around around it. And I think, um, you know, it's an odd looking mushroom. If you've ever seen the mushroom, it's a um, polypore mushroom. It's flat, but it's got this, the, the specific species of Ganoderma lucidum. It's got almost like this shiny appearance. It looks almost like you, you um, had a piece of wood and you took um you took like some, um, you know, that cream stuff and rubbed it on it to make it shiny. That's what it looks like, right? So it's this really mystical looking mushroom to begin with. But then all this buildup for hundreds of years of not being able to find it. And then it finally appears in the Imperial Palace. So all this buildup, what it did was it had these rumors and forktails about it. So it was believed to, if you had this mushroom, that it would make the dead to rise or it was the bringer of good health and fortune. It was also believed to be the bringer of longevity and life with the immortals. And finally, it was coined the name, the mushroom of immortality. So it got me thinking, right? The mushroom of immortality. So we know um, in Chinese medicine, it had this name. So. This was 2,000 years ago, so I wonder what modern day age has done since then. I mean, are there some clinical studies out there that are that have kind of gone out and proved some of these things or what? So I decided to go out. I mean, if it does have these benefits, right, how cool would it be? How many of us wouldn't want to um, live longer, healthier lives to be able to spend more time with our children? To be able, how, how, how good would it feel? to not have to deal with, to just to be healthier, 
so you can enjoy your life longer, to not have to deal with the diseases and all these things that come with aging and and avoid disease and all these other great things, right? So I decided, let me go out and see what we can find on the mushroom of the Rishi. So after going through a lot of clinical studies, reading a lot of books, doing a lot of research on this mushroom. Now, for me personally, I was always interested in anti-aging long before I found out about the Rishi's benefits, right? So I already been through many books on aging and had kind of a background well, I had a good understanding of the causes of aging, right? So if we look at just aging in general, right? Um, let me just explain aging, and then we'll talk about how the Rishi works. So when it comes to aging, right, we uh, there's two main things that cause aging. One's going to be a decline in your hormonal levels that we have that regulate our bodies, functions and everything we do internally and then there's cellular damage because they've done through studies that our cells can only replicate successfully a certain number of times and then after that once that's over they start replicating incorrectly and they create cancer cells right so that's kind of the background on what we look for when it comes to aging now the reishi if we look at just the Rishi, there's been hundreds of studies done on the benefits is what I ended up finding. So it's kind of cool. It's one of the most researched mushrooms, honestly, there are. And probably because of this rich history in China. But if you look at the specific compounds found in the Rishi, there's three specific ones that, um, that um, bring out the Rishi benefits, right? One's the polysaccharides. And then two's the Ganoderma lucidum. And give me one second because I wrote down the third one and it's not showing up here and it's irritating me. Give me one second. What was the third one? Give me one second. Oh, the triterpentines. Triterpentines. Why was, oh, I put it in the wrong spot. There it is. Sorry about that. So the polysaccharides, right? The polysaccharides, which has got your beta-D-glucans and stuff like that in it, that is actually, um, the studies that go along with that um, compound in the Rishi is good for anti-cancer, stabilizing the blood vessel formation, and immune system boosting. Now, the, tri the triterpenes, what they are good for is they're helping with the liver protection, blood pressure lowering, cholesterol lowering, preventing heart attacks and strokes by stopping platelet clumping preventing allergic reactions and anti-cancer benefits as well. Now, the third one was the Ganodermatolucinum peptide. Now, that one still needs a little more study, but it's proven to be an extremely potent antioxidant, but they're still trying to study the benefits of it. So that's how the, the Rishi breaks down. Now, specifically, let's move back into anti-aging now. And we talked about what anti-aging was, but one cool study that popped out to me the most for anti-aging was one clinical study done where mice were given reishi extract, it actually increased their lifespan by more than 20%. Now, if you consider that mice only live one to three years, that's equivalent to a seven to 16 year increase in a human's lifespan. How cool is that? Just by giving 
reishi extract, they live longer, just in general. So, so that's pretty cool. Now let's talk about how the reishi actually helps with the two things we talked about, balancing the hormones and then the cellular protection, right? So the reishi mushroom has been, um, has been used to calm the mind, body, and spirit due, it, due to its herbal ada, let me, let me see if I pronounce this, adaptogen, adaptogen, I'm, I might be screwing that up, adaptogen properties. Now, adaptogens are basically substances, substances that help you respond positively to stressful conditions. They balance the endocrine system, which is the hormones, and provide homeostasis and resistance to stressful factors. So basically, there you go. You're balancing your hormone levels using reishi. Reishi's also been known as nature's Xanax or liquid yoga. I mean, this thing is a major hormonal balancer and booster. Now, if we look at the, um, the way it protects the cells, it's been proven to protect the actual structure of your DNA, which is what your body uses as um, its program sheet to create cells. And it protects the mitochondria to boost, which mitochondria is used to boost your cellular, um, your energy level at a cellular level. So it's protecting that, but also because it's such a potent antioxidant, it's preventing all of those oxidative stress that come in and oxidation basically just damages the hell out of your cells. So it's helping to prevent a lot of cellular damage. So your cells aren't wasting their time replicating. And the thing about cells, right? They've got this thing called a telomere. The telomeres, if you think of a telomere, it's kind of like, if you look at your shoelace, it's got that plastic tip at the end of the shoelace. That's what holds the shoelace together, right? From fraying out. Well, think about it like this. Every time your cell has to replicate, that, te- that plastic thing at the end of your shoelace continues to get, sm- get shorter, 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 until finally it's so short it doesn't exist and the shoelace frays out. Okay, that's kind of what um, how your lifespan of your cell works. So that's how aging works, and that's how it's proven to support aging. So how cool is that? It's actually proven to have these anti-aging benefits. Now, I did um, do some more research and just like what other benefits does the Rishi have because there were so many cool studies I was seeing on it. And one of them we've got is anti-cancer properties. So here, I'm just going to give you the top six. And um, that'll be it. But I just wanted to share with you what I had read about it. So for the anti-cancer properties, it has been shown that the success of cancer depends on its ability to be able to hide its abnormal surface markers to prevent the immune system from detecting it and killing it off. So cancer's ability to survive depends on its ability to basically camouflage itself from the immune system. Now, the cool thing is the reishi extract fights back by forcing the cancer cells to reveal their surface markers so the immune system can kill it and identify it. How cool is that? And also, according to some studies, scientists now suggest that bioactive compounds contained within the reishi mushroom extract show signs that they can seek out and destroy cancer cells in the body. So bam, two different studies showing the cancer fighting ability of the reishi mushroom.
Another one is the immune system boosting benefits of the reishi. The reishi has been proven to be a good immune system regulator and helps to prevent conditions like allergies, asthma, rhinitis, which is water itchy eyes, and itchy mosquito bites. So it's a major antihistamine, right? It's preventing all these things like an antihistamine would. But also preliminary studies show that reishi mushroom extracts have properties that can modulate immune functions. So bam, you've got a lot of immune boosting properties. Not to mention in general, mushrooms are an antibacterial, antiviral. Um, just almost every mushroom is. Now, the reishi also fights depression and fatigue, okay? So according to Chinese medicine, reishi mushrooms provide a balance of the critical energies of spiritual and mental health, constitutional vitality, and life force energy. That, that's a specific, if you read the Chinese medicinal history books, they're talking about these spiritual and mental health benefits that they've shown in their studies. Now, a recent study, okay, of 48 breast cancer survivors found that consumption of reishi mushroom extract for four weeks improved their quality of life. There was a significant improvement in their physical well-being, as well as a reduction in fatigue levels. Now, the breast cancer survivors generally tend to suffer from fatigue during their endocrine therapy. So it was proven to help these, these patients with their, their mood and their overall quality of life and well-being and their fatigue. They had more energy. One study even found that consumption of reishi mushroom extracts for a period of eight weeks might help reduce the aches, pains, dizziness, and irritability, and also act as a mood booster. So two different studies showing that it does um, help fight depression and fatigue. Now, another one was the reishi mushroom boost the liver function. Did you know that liver fibrosis is the final state of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, and it affects 20 to 30% of the population? Liver fibrosis is where your liver hardens up and turns into a horrible mess, right? And the liver is responsible for filtering out all the toxins that enter the body on a daily basis. Now, you, you should be able to agree with me on this. This day and age, it's even more important due to all the toxins that are found in our food, air, and water that we come in contact with on a daily basis to have a healthy liver. The reishi mushroom has been shown to protect the liver by removing toxins from the body. There we go talking about its anti-cleansing. I mean, mushrooms live and thrive in the earth in a horrible, toxic environment with a lot of pathogens. Their survival literally depends on their ability to filter out this type of stuff. So you get the same type of benefit. It stops inflammation in the liver cells and it limits oxidative stress and protects the liver from certain harmful bacteria. I mean, heck, if you look at the penicillins, an antibacterial that saved millions and millions of lives, that's an antibacterial and that's a fungus. So, Liver fibrosis is also one of the main causes of obesity that people don't even know they have because the metabolism actually regulates in the liver as well. So your, your metabolism is regulated because the metabolism goes into the liver to be broken down into the body. Now, if you've got a shitty liver, 
that's fibrosis and all this, and it's got a fatty liver, you might be obese because your liver's fucked up. If you take reishi, it can help you out. Because reishi has been proven to actually reverse liver fibrosis, which is amazing because previously it was thought to be irreversible. All right, we're moving into the final one, which is it fights diabetes. Reishi mushroom has been proven to fight diabetes by lowering blood sugar and glycation. If you know about diabetes, blood sugar is the problem that you're dealing with because you have low insulin levels, you have high blood sugar levels, and it helps with lowering it naturally. Prevents the production of new fat cells. So that's also an anti, um, that's also a weight loss benefit. Helps with the limiting, um, to limit excessive amount of fat stored in obese people. And it prevents the damage caused by advanced glycation and AGEs, which is responsible for bad inflammation and aging. And finally, it speeds up the healing of wounds in people with diabetes. So, wow, those are some amazing benefits of the reishi mushroom. And those, all those things, the, anti, the anti-cancer properties, the immune-boosting benefits, the reishi, the neuron booster, fighting the f- fatigue and depression and liver function, all these things are also going to help you live longer. And they kind of boost up anti-aging as well. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is I did find more and more additional health benefits. I didn't want to list them all on this podcast because it would go extraordinarily long. But there's 10 more awesome clinical studies that I found. I went ahead and just posted them on an article that I've written on my site. You can go over to curativemushrooms.com and read up on that. You can read more details about this as well. And also the link is in the description, but I've also in the article, I've put in ways on how you can prepare the reishi, how you can get the reishi right wherever you're living right now. You can even grow your own. You can get it dried online. I've given links to all of that. And then what do you do when you actually get it? How do you drink it? And then I also give links to an awesome supplement I found to give you the most benefits if you just want to go straight to the source and get an extract of the reishi, which all these clinical studies are from the extract themselves. So now that you understand the history, the rich history behind the reishi mushroom, you now have an understanding of why it was called originally the mushroom of immortality and why with proven studies in modern day, well, it actually lives up to the coin phrase that was given back almost 2000 years ago. So other than that, I, um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I want to thank you for listening and please be sure to subscribe because I got a lot more great stuff coming about mushrooms and you don't want to miss out on it. So other than that, have a great day and I'll be talking to you again soon. Bye. Curative Mushrooms has to post the standard FDA disclaimer. The statements made regarding medicinal mushrooms have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of these products has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. Creative Mushrooms is not making claims intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about 
potential interactions, or other possible complications before consuming medicinal mushrooms. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice. Thank you.